Welcome to the Growing in Love for Life podcast, where it's all about saving and strengthening your marriage and creating the relationship you really deserve and want to have. And now, from growinginloveforlife.com, relationship and marriage coach and best-selling author, your host, Liam Naden. This is episode 21 of the Growing in Love for Life podcast. Well, hi there, it's Liam Naden here, and we're at episode 21. Hard to believe, really, but this week again I've got some, some more ideas for you to really help you and help all the people out there who are struggling with your marriage, and particularly if you're facing divorce or separation. I really am doing these podcasts in the, in the hope that I can give you some ideas that can, can stop that from happening and, and really give you back what you really want, which is a, a wonderfully fulfilling marriage. Now, just before we get started on this week's topic, which I think you're going to find quite interesting, just a, just a word about these podcasts, and I've been doing them for nearly six months now. As I say, this is episode number 21, and I've been really, really humbled and very inspired by all of the comments and emails I've had from people thanking me for how it's helped them, how the ideas have helped them in their marriage. But what I'm finding is that my time is starting to get a little bit overwhelmed. I have my Save Your Marriage program, of course, and that's where I help people on a much more one-on-one basis to really save their marriage, really get it back on track. And I'm finding that's taking more and more of my time. So this actually will be from from now on this podcast it has been running every week and from now on I'm going to be doing it once a fortnight so once every second week so there won't be a podcast next week but there will be one the following week and I'm still very committed to sharing this information with you and and bringing the message about how you really can do the right things to save your marriage and create a fantastic relationship but my highest priority is to my the people on the Save Your Marriage program and, and the people who are using me for private coaching as well. And because of that, I, I just don't have the time to commit to doing these every single week because I think the other other thing, you, if you've been following these for a while, if you've listened to the others, you will know these are a, a really a different sort of podcast. And, I, and I've done this very intentionally. I didn't want them just to be like a lot of things can be, which are a bit of a general chat session with a couple of nice ideas. I wanted to make each of these podcasts really powerful in their own right, where you could really take the information, particularly if it's a problem that you're dealing with specifically, you could take that information and apply it, and under, well, firstly understand it, and then be able to apply it immediately and see an immediate, po- immediately positive result in your relationship. And that's, as I say, that's what I've really tried to do with these podcasts. That's what I'll continue to do. But they do take me quite a bit of time to put together. So, as I say, I I want to keep the quality of these podcasts up. I want to keep the quality of the information that I share with you up. So, because of my other commitments in my private coaching and in my Save Your Marriage program, this will be going down to once every two weeks instead of once a week. And, of course... You know, I hope that if you are getting a lot out of these podcasts, if you really want to speed things up, if you want to turbocharge, if you like, or really accelerate the progress you can make in saving your marriage, particularly, you know, if you are facing divorce, you need quick solutions, you need, and you need permanent solutions. And that's what my Save Your Marriage program 
is all about. It's really, really powerful to get you right on track quickly, get your relationship working again. And you can get all the information about that, of course, on my website, which is liamnaden.com slash program, P-R-O-G-R-A-M. All right, so let's get started with this week's topic, and I've called it The One Thing Worth Saving More Than Your Marriage and how I can use it to save your marriage too. And the thing is, you know, I speak to many people who are having all sorts of issues and difficulties and, and real challenges in their marriage. You know, and these can be that their spouse or they have fallen out of love with each other, or the communication's gone, or the sexual intimacy's not there anymore, to really even major challenges, even more major challenges, such as maybe their spouse is having an affair and they don't know what to do about it. And as I say, I work primarily in my Save Your Marriage program to deal with all of these most difficult problems. And of course, one of the most difficult things of all, one of the most difficult problems I see, is when there's a couple where one person really wants to save their marriage, but their spouse doesn't want to. Their spouse wants to leave. And that's a big problem, and I deal with that in, in great depth in my Save Your Marriage program. But one of the most common things I see when I'm working with people, and when I see that see people who are trying to save their marriage, one of the most common things I see is they lose sight of themselves. And this is really interesting because in, I, would, I would say that probably in nearly every situation that I've dealt with, and certainly the more desperate the situation, you know, the more, the more likely a couple is to be, to be splitting up, so the more extreme you like, of the situation, the more I see this, and that is there's a person trying to hang on to their marriage. They're trying to repair it, and the way they're trying to do that is to make their spouse happy. And they're thinking, well, you know, if I can just make them happy, they'll want to be with me, and it'll be like old times again, and, and everything will be fine, all our problems will be solved. And of course, that is true, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, that you if you want your spouse to stay with you, if you want to rebuild your marriage, then you've got to be attractive to your spouse. You've got to meet their emotional needs, and you've got to get them to want to stay with you and to do what it takes to create a great marriage with you. And you've got to make them want to feel good being around you. And, and all of that is going to go a long way to bringing harmony and love back into your marriage. But that's only part of the story. And unfortunately, the problem is, and what I see, as I say, with, with nearly everybody who's desperately trying to save their marriage, is they put all of their focus on pleasing their spouse and none of the focus on pleasing themselves. So what they're really doing is they're putting all their own needs last. And this is especially true of women, you know, of wives, dare I say it. And I talk to a lot, and I work with, with women who are, as I say, their husband wants to leave, they see their marriage ending, and they put everyone before themselves. They put their children before them, they put their spouse, their husband before them, they're trying to make them all happy. And the, the problem is that in the process, they are becoming miserable. And the truth is anyway that it doesn't work. Because if you're in the situation where you're trying to save your marriage by making your spouse happy, in other words, happy about you and, and happy about your marriage, then you're missing out on one important component, and that's about making yourself happy. And that's what I'm going to talk to, to talk about in this podcast, and I think you'll find it interesting and useful. 
Because the reality is that if you put your spouse's needs and wants ahead of yours, there are two very negative consequences that that has, and neither of these are going to help your relationship, and in fact they're going to make things worse. And if you're in that situation where you're really trying to please your spouse, thinking if you can make them happy they're going to want to stay with you, then I think you're going to relate very strongly to what I'm saying in this podcast. And you'll also relate strongly to these two particular negative consequences that I see when you put your spouse's needs ahead of yours. And the first thing that happens when you do that is that it makes you feel bad. So if you're not getting your needs met, if you're not being happy, then your stress levels are going to go up. You're going to feel depressed. Your health can suffer. Your productivity and your work's going to suffer. It's going to cause strain in your other relationships, such as with your children or your other family members and your friends. And you're not being happy in yourself. In fact, you might even begin to feel resentful towards your spouse because as you see it, you're putting in all of this effort all of this effort for them and they're either not giving anything back or you're simply not getting the result that you want. So it makes you feel bad when you don't put your needs up there as well. And the second thing is, as I said a little bit before, it actually makes your marriage situation worse because it adds to the stress and unhappiness in your marriage. And the reason for that is, is because you are stressed and unhappy. And that also makes you seem less attractive. And in fact, it makes you look weak and pathetic. And it's as if you're sending the message to your husband or your wife, look, I'm weak and pathetic, but wouldn't you rather stay with me and be miserable and unhappy as well? (laughs) Now, I'm sure you would agree with me, no one wants to do that. No one wants to choose to stay in a situation that isn't miserable and unhappy. And again, I've talked about this a lot in previous podcasts but it's really the opposite of what you want isn't it I mean you want you and your marriage to be happy fun and exciting and easygoing stress-free all of the things that are going to make your spouse want to stay and work with you on resolving any issues you might have in your marriage all right so all of this is really leading up to me telling you that the one thing that is worth saving more than your marriage And funnily enough, when you save this thing, you have a much better chance of saving your marriage as well, and it's going to be one of the most important tools you have to do that. So if we come back to the title of the topic of the podcast, the one thing worth saving more than your marriage, and how you can use it to save your marriage too, what is that one thing that's worth worth saving more than your marriage? That is your soul. Your soul. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, you might think I'm talking in religious terms, but I'm not. No, I'm not using the word soul in a religious sense at all. But what I'm talking about is keeping intact and saving, if you like, the essence of who you are. The real you, your true self, the parts of you that make you feel really alive and that you know are the real you. So that's about being who you are. So what does it mean to be who you really are? What does it look like, if you like? Well, first off, it means that you're doing the things that you really love to do. You're spending your life, your time, in in enjoyment of things that you love to do. That's really important. When you're doing that, you are being yourself. Secondly, it's being able to say how you feel and what you want without 
fear of being criticized. Now it doesn't mean that of course you won't be criticized because you might be and again I see this all the time when somebody steps out in a relationship and they want to be themselves and do something their partner doesn't like it and they criticize them for it so it doesn't mean that you're not going to be criticized because you probably will be or you could be but it means you don't have a fear of it so it means you're confident to express yourself and tell people particularly your spouse how you feel how you really feel and you realize that anyone's reaction to that is their own concern and responsibility it's not your responsibility. So in a nutshell what we're really talking about when we say you're being yourself is you're doing the things and thinking the thoughts that make you happy. And and again I've talked about this in a previous podcast of one of the very early ones I think but you know I think being happy is surely the purpose of our life. And funnily enough being happy is also the key to saving your marriage and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later. So this is so important learning to be and live as the person you really are I think is the most important thing you can do in your life period and when you start to see what the benefits of being yourself are and, and learning about yourself you'll see that it's not only the best gift you can give to the people who are most important to you and that includes your spouse but it's the way to transform your life and your marriage and the lives of everyone else around you. And the funny thing is, and this is, seems the opposite of what we might think, but ironically the funny thing is that by focusing on making yourself happy, and I mean that in the right way of course, but by focusing on making yourself happy you're not being selfish. In fact it's the most unselfish thing you can do. And again I'll explain, I'll go into a bit more detail about why that is later. It really really is that important. Alright so let's look a bit more about at some of the benefits of saving your soul if you like, of, of being yourself, of being who you really are and trying to be happy and focusing on your own happiness. Well as I said earlier the more you are true to yourself the happier you are and the happier you are the more positive energy you put out into the world to other people and the more positive energy you put out the happier the people around you become and the happier the people around you are the happier you become so it's if you like a cycle of positivity and happiness you're putting out happiness and positivity you're making other people feel positive and happy and they're making you feel positive and happy back it really is like a snowball that builds on itself and if you really think about it about what I'm saying here you'll know that it is actually true because I'm sure we've all met someone at some stage in our life who we've noticed was just really happy to be who they are and you know here I'm not talking about the people that you might meet who are bouncing off the walls with energy and trying to impress other people I'm talking about people who put out a genuine warmth and as if they're saying hi this is me and I'm really happy to be me and I'm happy to meet you if you're meeting them for the first time you know they're the sort of people who you feel good to be around they have if you like magnetic personalities and they seem to have like an inner strength that is peaceful and almost calming but at the same time they can be quite passionate and energized as well and it's it really is as if they're truly alive and in the process they make you feel better about yourself as well and but it's something you can't really define about them you can't put your finger on it
But the other thing, and if you think about just what I, I just said about what a truly happy person is like, you'll see that they're also very attractive, aren't they? I mean, a person who is true to themselves and who really likes themselves, who's really happy with who they are, they're someone you want to be around. And I think one of the reasons for that is because, unlike virtually everyone else in the world, sadly, these people don't need you to like them. You know, they're not there trying to sap your energy when you're around them. And think about this, and I'm not being judgmental here, but I'm just making an observation, and just see if you think this is true. But think about a conversation that you have when you meet someone for the first time. And the truth is that nearly everybody out there really only want to talk themselves. And we think we're having a conversation with somebody, but, but most people just want to get their knowledge out there. They want to get their point of view across. They're not really listening to what the other person says. And it's all coming from a place of, hey, there are things that I... And this is the honest underlying truth, I think. It's as if people are saying, hey, I don't. there are things about myself I don't really like. But if I can get you to like me, then maybe I'll like myself self better. So it's as if we use other people, we try to impress other people. And this is very subtle and very subconscious, but, but we use our interaction with other people to want to feel better about ourselves. And the truth is it doesn't really work, does it? Because we don't really connect overly with people who talk more about themselves and who are interested in their point of view rather than... But we do connect with people who are interested in us. And we find those very interesting people to deal with. So this is so so important that because when you're happy, you display attractive qualities to other people. You know, when you're happy, you're more energized, you're more passionate, you're excited about your life, you're positive, you're optimistic. But you're also more easygoing because you've got more certainty about your life. You have goals, you know where you're going, you have fewer fears, and you know you don't need anything else to be happy because you are happy just being yourself. And I think this is one of the absolute keys to a successful life, is just being happy with who you are. Not having to change something to be about yourself to be happy. You're happy, you know who you are, and you're happy being, you are, being who you are. So this is so important. And these are all the benefits of putting yourself first and saving your soul. Now, now all of this, now let's relate this now to your marriage situation, because you're probably thinking, and I'm sure I'll get some emails from people, um, well, I, if, I'd, if I'd ended it there, I'm sure I'd get some emails from people who'd say, well, look, all this is very well, but how can I be happy? How can I focus on myself? How can I really be happy when I've got a terrible marriage situation? My spouse wants to leave. They're having an affair. We, we're miserable together. I don't know what to do. I'm stressed. I'm in pain. And you're just saying to me, be happy? <laughs> well, I've got a few ideas on how you can be happy a little later on. But first of all, I just want to say that when you are happy, when you are being yourself, and when you are trying to meet your own needs, all of this actually has a very interesting effect on your marriage. And it's a very positive effect. And in my private coaching and in my Save Your Marriage program, this is one of the, t one of the things we go into is to how to actually use this to bring your spouse, your partner, back to you through you being happy. But when you're happy, you're actually showing more of the real you, aren't you? You're the, you are being yourself. And the funny thing is, by doing that, you become a lot more attractive to your spouse. 
I mean, for one thing, you become more of the person who they originally fell in love with and married. And after all, at the time when you met your spouse, you probably, and certainly maybe when you got married as well, you were probably a lot happier than you are now. So that was the person they fell in love with. That was the person they committed to spending their life with. And that's the person you need to be again. And, and remember, I've talked about this in previous podcasts. But so much of the time, what happens when we have problems in, in our marriage and is that we become unhappy. And so we stop doing and thinking the things that make us happy and make us who we are and the things that made us attractive to our spouse in the first place. And that's one of the main reasons why the attraction just dies between us and our spouse. Because when you're happy, you make your marriage better to be around for your spouse as well, don't you? I mean, you're more relaxed. You're, when you're well, when you're more relaxed, you're more fun. You're more easygoing, passionate, focused, creative, positive. I mean, these are the things. These are all of the things that everyone likes to have in their life and in their husband or wife as well. So, if you're that sort of person, you're going to be likely to spend more time and better quality time together with your spouse, and you're going to have better communication, and you're going to have more intimacy, and less focus on your problems. So all of these are positive effects from you being happy with yourself. And it is a bit of a chicken and egg, and egg thing, which comes first, because you might say, well, when things are going well in my marriage, then I'll be happy. But no, the, the real secret is to say, when I'm happy, that's when I can get things going well in my marriage. All right, so how do you do it? How do you be yourself and literally save your soul so that you can be happy? and therefore attract more happiness into your life and into your marriage. And especially when you're feeling lousy, stressed, and going through the pain of watching your marriage situation, only getting worse. How do you do that? Well, here's a few ideas on what you can do. Now, the first thing is, look at what's stopping you from being your true self. Now, this, this is going to take a little bit, little bit of thinking on your part. But, but ask yourself, what's stopping me from being my true self? So what fears do you have about simply being true to your own feelings, being true to your own needs, and, and to the things and doing the things that you know will make you happy? And this is a really big question, but it's vital to ask yourself this question and just to say, look, what's stopping me from simply being and doing what I want to do? You know, are you afraid that your spouse or even your children or other people are you afraid they might ridicule you or laugh at you? Maybe make fun of you? Are you afraid they might be upset by it? You, you being and doing what you want to do. Perhaps they might call you selfish and be hurtful in other ways. And that's a common thing, isn't it? Are you afraid of making mistakes? Perhaps of trying things and discovering that they're wrong or that you did them wrong or that they're not really things that you want to do anyway. So that could be a reason that's stopping you. You're afraid of making mistakes. And these are very much bound up with our fears. I think that's the main reason why we don't do anything, including be, our, be ourselves and try to be happy, is because we have fears about doing that. And so you need to think about all of these things that are stopping you from being yourself and being happy and come up with a bit of a list. Do a bit of a brainstorm on yourself and really think about it and look at each of the things that you come up with and ask yourself, is this really worth sacrificing my happiness for? And if it's something that hasn't happened yet, in other words, a fear of being criticized or ridiculed, just say, well, how likely is it to happen anyway? 
So for instance, you know, just say that you are afraid that your husband or wife is going to criticize you and not be happy about you doing something that you want to do. Well, maybe, you know, have you ever thought that they might even love to see you enjoying yourself and being happy? You might get a different reaction to what you think you're going to get, and you're not going to know until you actually try it. And even if they don't, even if they don't, if they don't approve of what you do, or if they do criticize, you know, maybe you need to think. Think about that, because that raises some other questions for you, which are a little bit beyond the scope of this podcast, but but they ra- they're going to raise other questions and get you thinking about why you're really in the marriage you're in in the first place. So that's the first thing, is to look at what's stopping you from being your true self, what, what fears you have that are stopping you. And the second thing to do is to discover, or in fact even rediscover, what it is you really love to do anyway. You know, what makes you really, really happy? And this is again a good question to ask yourself with a pen and paper and make some notes and write down what comes to your head. So take some time to imagine yourself being really happy. Just imagine yourself being really happy and think what would you be doing if you were really, really happy? And what would you be thinking? What thoughts would be going through your head? And who would you be with? You know, it's very, very important to know clearly what it is that makes you truly happy and enjoying your life. And of course, it's going to be different for everyone. And what's right for you is right for you and you alone. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is quite similar, but it takes it to another level, if you like, and that is to create a picture of your ideal life. So once you've made a list of the things you love to do and you can see yourself doing them, then just take it one step further and create a description, a complete description of your ideal life. So if you were really, really happy, what would you be doing? Where would you be living? Who would you be spending your time with? With some of those questions we've asked before, but also on an ideal day, what would you be doing? Step by step, think about from the first thing you wake up in the morning to the last thing at night, what would your ideal day look like? So this is about creating a picture of your ideal life, and it's really, really important. Okay, the next thing you can do, and this is one of the most important really, is to know that people's reactions to who you are and to what you do have got nothing whatsoever to do with you. It's all about them. It's it's their life and their life including how they choose to feel. It's all their responsibility. It's not your responsibility. And the truth is you can never make anyone else happy. They are the only one who can make themselves happy just as you are actually the only one who can make yourself happy. And this again I think is one of the, the real truths of life, if you like, that that you can't make anyone else happy. And so much of us, we spend our time trying to make other people happy and we just never, never will. So don't allow yourself to be made to feel guilty for being yourself because other people, it's their responsibility, their reaction, not yours. And if they have an if other people have a negative reaction to to who you really are or to what you do to make or think to be happy, realize it's their problem, it's not your problem. Okay. And the next thing is to know on a deep level that you, you, are the person you're supposed to be. You know, you have unique talents, you've got unique abilities and qualities. You're not like anyone else. You're you. So be you. That's what you're here for, is to be you. If you look at any creature 
on the planet. All they are is themselves. So you be you. Don't be anyone else. You don't need to be anyone else. You just need to be you. And give the gift of the real you to yourself. And, and if you do that, you're also going to give the, that gift to everyone else around you. And I really believe that's what we're here for. We're here to be our true self and to share that gift with other people around us. You know, as I've said several times in the past, whatever you focus on in your life, you're going to get more of. So if you want more happiness, you've got to focus on being happy and, and trying to create it. And there's some of the ways that you can do that. And the truth is that you're only really happy when you're being yourself anyway. And I think that's the true meaning of the phrase that comes from the Bible, actually, where it says, What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, yet loses his soul? Because the truth is, there is nothing else but your soul. That's the one thing you want to hang on to, because it's the one thing that's real. And by being yourself, you are going to have a positive effect on your marriage, if, of course, the person who married you married you for the real you. And if they don't love you for who you are, then, as I said a bit earlier, I think you should really question whether the relationship you're in is right for you or not. But I've really, I've really seen great things happen when people stop trying to please their spouse by putting themselves down and when they start to live as the person they truly are. So try the things I've suggested here and just see if they don't create a shift in your marriage as well. Okay, so that's really about it for, the, for this week. I hope you found the information useful. Remember, if you'd really like a, a, a quicker way and an easier way to get your marriage back on track, I'd love you to consider joining my Save Your Marriage Relationship Transformation Program. And this is something I've put together. We're having great results with, for people, and it's, it's very, very heartening and exciting, actually. But it's a step-by-step -step plan, and it's going to show you exactly how your marriage works, what's not working, why it's not working, and most importantly, what to do to create a loving marriage again. And you can get all the information about that at the website liamnaden.com slash program. So have a look at that. Make the decision that's going to transform your marriage and get it back to where you really want it to be. And remember, we're now going down to once a fortnight for these podcasts, so I will talk to you again, if not before, in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. All the best, and I wish you the only sort of marriage worth having, and that's a great one. Bye for now.